You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati marhaban bikum fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. For a long time in history, the world was shrouded in the myth that modernization equals westernization. Now the emergence of Chinese modernization dispels it, making modernization no longer a single choice question, but a simple choice one. And among a series of concepts and initiatives that China promotes in both state governance and global interactions, the Chinese path to modernization is the most popular keyword that people would like to know more about. So what is Chinese modernization and what can it offer Africa and the rest of the world? Hello, welcome to China Africa Talk. I'm Bridget Mutambirwa and joining our discussion today online are my two guests, Professor Zhang Yongpeng, who's a senior researcher at China Africa Institute, Chinese Academy of Social Sciences, and Dr. Sidipe as well. He's joining us for the second time all the way from Nigeria. He's a senior researcher in comparative education, TVET, history and policy of education at Zhejiang Normal University. Professor Zhang and Dr. Sidipe, thank you for joining us today on the program. Thank you very much for having me once again. Let's go into the discussion of Chinese modernization and what it means for Africa. Professor Zhang, do you mind explaining to us what exactly Chinese modernization is and the traditional wisdom that pins this idea. Thank you so much. To summarize this concept, first of all, the Chinese modernization is a modernization with the huge uh, population with 1.4 billion Chinese people. Right. So it's a very, very large scale uh, modernization and occupying one fifth of the world total uh, population. Mm. And secondly, the Chinese uh, modernization is a a, that uh, in which all people achieved common uh, prosperity uh, Mm. with China because China is adopting a, a socialist uh, uh, system. So under such system, uh, people should be living, all living good life. And so this is, the, I think, the, the basic uh, feature. And uh, if we say the third, that is the modernization in which material and spiritual uh, civilization uh, are uh, should be obtained mm-hmm. and uh, the harmonious coexistence and, uh, for example, follow the path of peaceful and development. Mm-hmm. And I think for the world, uh, for the development of other countries, especially the developing countries, the most uh, uh, meaningful or significant uh, feature should be the peaceful and uh, the, the path of peaceful uh, development. Right. You know that uh, the Western modernization is not only obtained through the bloody crimes or the, the killings or uh, colonizations, right? But China did not do that, mm. right? And uh, the Chinese modernization is furthermore, uh, we, we should say, rooted in the Chinese common people, right? right. Inherits right. The, the Chinese civilization and especially the harmonious and the disciplines and help each other and uh, peaceful coexistence. All of these characteristics should be included in the uh, concept of the uh, Chinese uh, modernization. 
Okay, just now you mentioned the differences between Chinese modernization versus Western modernization. Perhaps could you maybe go into detail, what are the differences between Chinese and Western modernization? And first of all, if uh, in detail or in depth uh, or insights into the Chinese modernization, Mm -hmm. uh, that is to say China should try to independently choose its own uh, development path, especially such a kind of path, development path should reflect exactly or accurately its uh, own national characteristics mm-hmm. according to its uh, uh, national uh, situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, every people and the common people should joining, uh, should be motivated mm. to joining such, uh, such a, a all, all process of uh, modernization and to try give them opportunities to innovate right and to create their businesses and to make money to make them uh, try as much as possible to give them opportunities to become rich have enough money to support their living but on the other hand you mentioned that uh, is that uh, a, a china's rise or development uh, should be naturally a, a competition for the U.S., mm. I don't think it's a Chinese way of thinking. Okay. Right, because based on the Chinese tradition, Chinese ancient culture and uh, philosophy, Chinese people has never think of that, right, uh, that China's its own development, right, mm-hmm. must uh, compete the others. Mm-hmm. For China, traditionally, Within its bonds, mm-hmm. the Chinese of the Chinese people, mm-hmm. we have never, never thought of such ideas. So it's ridiculous, right, for the Chinese people to think that way. Okay, all right. Uh, let's hear from Mr. Sidibe. Mr. Sidibe, you're a Nigerian. You're based in, in Africa. I'd like to know what your understanding of this concept of Chinese modernization is. Okay, um, thank you very much, Bridget. Just in line with what uh, Professor Jan has said, I believe also that uh, Chinese modernization is not just only about China. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's a concept that speaks. Uh, encouragement, really, the word is encouragement to developing countries all over the world. Okay. And what does it mean? What, what do I mean by encouragement? It right. means that it shows the developing countries of the world that development is possible, is achievable. Mm-hmm. So uh, with Chinese modernization, developing countries of the world who have been kept at the periphery of global development can now have a stronger motive a stronger my motivation to you know to aspire towards development they can do it even without you know uh, trying to be someone else mm-hmm. so the chinese modernization that we have is the one that has chinese characteristics and this is what um, developing countries must take note of they must take into consideration uh, when we talk about chinese modernization is totally a departure from the traditional uh, modernization that we've uh, got to know, that is the Western modernization uh, process, mm. which uh, actually like, like uh, you know, imposing a, de- a development model or imposing a system mm-hmm. on other countries to, for them to follow, not minding the existing realities in those areas. So uh, the Chinese modernization uh, gives us a better view, a mm. better view of how uh, nations can achieve development within their own 
environments using existing realities in the environment to achieve development at their own pace without totally or completely following a model that works somewhere else. So with what China has done uh, over the years, especially in the last few decades, uh, moving you know a large number of people f- away from poverty into prosperity, mm. before now, it, it was thought to be impossible. Even the World Bank had to acknowledge this. And um, the, China has become a, a global example for all countries aspiring uh, towards development. So how did China do such a thing within the time that everybody believes it's not possible? And that is what uh, uh, we can see as the Chinese characteristics of okay. modernization. So modernization, according uh, as, uh, as a concept, the way I see it, just that China uses its own existing realities to achieve its own development goals within its own limits. D-Dine, a podcast of CGTN Radio. We go beyond headlines with reporters from around the world. Search for Deep Dive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Take a deep dive into the news every week. Hear our conversations. Ever wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives, and more. Get an hour wavelength every week to find out what's real with China-Africa talk. Find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and more. We'll see you there. Dr. Sidipe, can the African society and governments fit in here and perhaps emulate from this concept? Or is it just a case of African solutions for African problems? How does it look like on the African side? Not saying that Africa should copy and paste, but is there something that uh, the African society can emulate? Is there a place for it? Yes. First and foremost, we can say, yes, African solutions for African problems. Yes, this is what we should look towards to as Africans talking about development. It is important to note that no system or process is so perfect for it to be you know, totally emulated uh, by one country or the other. China is a very good example for us in Africa. I will, say, I will, I will explain the reason why I said that. China, at the early stages of uh, development, uh, that is at the new China since 1949, uh, China also you know, emulated some other countries, like we talk about communism, socialism, mm. all these systems from other countries to work towards development. Along the line, uh, China, you know, strategically took the good parts of all this system and then adopted it localize it, make it Chinese in code. Now it becomes a Chinese, it becomes a system with Chinese characteristics. So China saw something that is working in another country, brought it into China, modified it, localized it, and then make it Chinese. And that is what is working for China. So mm. as Africans, we, we need to do this because nobody's an island. We cannot mm. say, oh, we don't want to copy China. We don't want to emulate. We have to emulate. Mm. But when we want to emulate, Emulation should not just be, oh, we are emulating just because of emulation. No. We saw what is good in what China did. We 
pick the good part, we see the mistake China make, or we are now we now look at the mistake. How do we avoid this mistake? Mm -hmm. So these are the ways we can actually, uh, you know, copy or emulate what China has done, and then bring it into solving our own problems. Because African solutions will require African. I mean, African problem will require African solutions. Yeah, but African problems also need to lessons from other countries. So we, are, we need to look at how did China, for example, solve the problem of poverty. Before China became the world, you know, a global economy like it is now, mm -hmm. the second largest economy, before it gets to this level, China was was considered very poor, was considered, you know, in a, a chaotic state. There were wars locally. There are so many things, just mm -hmm. like Africa is going through now. After some period of time of emulating and practicing and localizing, China has become the example for most countries of the world. That is what African countries can learn from China and they also bring into Africa. Most of African countries today, we have practiced, we have emulated the Western system. It's not working for us. Western system, the economy, the, the political system, all of these things are not working. But mm. Bridget, you know, one thing is that, look, mm. when we want to emulate the system, this is not even the problem. Okay. The major lesson, and mm. the major lesson for African countries is that development is not about the system of government, system of economy that we want to emulate. Mm -hmm. It is about the people in government. Right. It's about the people. So no matter the system of government a nation adopts, mm -hmm. if the people in government do not focus on the common good, mm -hmm. common wealth, mm -hmm. and prosperity of the, uh, and of the people, then poverty will be prevalent and development will not be achieved. That, that's my view. Mm. It's possible in Africa, but pick something that we can work with, with our own characteristics. Yes, yes. Professor Zhang. Yes, yes. Professor Sidibe just shared some interesting points there. Moving on to a global scale, when we look at the global recovery that's facing headwinds, how will this concept of Chinese modernization impact? Okay. My close guest, he talked about the African way of modernization mm -hmm. and uh, especially uh, that African development should be accessible. Mm. And uh, also China's uh, modernization and China's uh, development model mm -hmm. uh, should be some kind of offer some uh, credible experience to the African uh, countries and for them to borrow maybe. And uh, very importantly, he talked about uh, Africa should not copy, just uh, copy completely the, the Chinese way. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is very important. And I think for Africa, it has, or, or African countries should have their own independent way of development. Right. It should try to find out a way or some path, the mostly suitable uh, for their national situation. Okay. For their level of development, right? For their, their uh, um, structure of uh, population, structure of the economy and we know that up to now this process uh, to some extent has been undercut or undermined by some kind of negative factors i think african countries should must obtain their own rights to fix their uh, own development strategies mm. including especially the 2063 agenda of the african mm. union so that's very very crucially important for china if you you say that china is an example that's the difference mm -hmm. china is just or exactly right 
did not hear anything from the uh, World Bank or IMF. China does everything or fishes decide anything, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, the, especially the Chinese leaders, the Communist Party of China. Mm -hmm. Just according to China's uh, demanding China's uh, 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 right uh, situations, the people's needs and the, the need of uh, people's living right. or lives. That's a way. In one word, okay. we, we should say independence sure. is crucially important. Sure. Right. So uh, I think the the long way uh, ahead, Africa, right should be try to obtain uh, complete uh, independence. Right? Okay. Dr. Sidibe, when you were explaining what this concept means for Africa, what things about the Chinese path to modernization stand out for you? Okay, um, uh, like uh, I would take a cue from um, what Professor Jan has mentioned earlier mm -hmm. about the characteristics of the Chinese path to modernization. Right. Uh, he mentioned that it's modernization of a huge population, mm -hmm. huge population. If you look at the developments, the modernization uh, process in China, it's China has a very big population. Everybody knows this. Right. Not only that, not only that the population is huge, the population in China is diverse. There are a lot of ethnic groups, ethnic nationalities with different languages, different right. culture. Now, this poses a very huge challenge for you know, a country that wants to uh, to modernize or develop. Now, they, when we look at how China was able to, uh, you know, to carry out modernization of a huge population, it, it speaks a lot to us in Africa that we can achieve this if we follow the path that China followed. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the very beginning of China's modernization was not that smooth. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as if China started from a very smooth position. Mm -hmm. No, China started from a very difficult position, but with dedicated leadership and uh, dedicated uh, you know, uh, laws, policies, and every other thing that is worked, uh, worked upon together, mm -hmm. this was actually So the, 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 the modernization of a huge population is one of the things that I believe uh, that um, is a, it, that really stands out. Second one is that of the the common prosperity. Okay. I, I it amazed me, you know, because I I was there. I was in China for a while, and I saw how development took place within like a ten year period. You know, it, things were changing every year. Sure, sure. Uh, if you travel out of China today, if you come back in about two or three months, you see different things happening. How is it happening? Because China is constantly working on moving the people forward from poverty into prosperity. We saw it happen just before 2020, before COVID-19 started. Mm -hmm. You know, China was able to achieve the zero poverty level uh, targets it has for the country. Mm -hmm. Now, this moving of people from poverty into prosperity is a huge contribution to global development, not just for China, but to, for the whole global community. So this stands out in China's modernization. We can see those things. We can we can touch them. There are things that we can see. They are verifiable. Mm -hmm. Apart from the, all these ones too, we also have uh, at the diplomatic level. Mm -hmm. The diplomatic level, China is the only country in the world, you know, so far that has shown consistent commitment to peaceful development. You know, always following the path of peace, not uh, in getting involved, you know, in interfering with local or domestic policies of any country, and seeing country as an equal partner. In every you know every engagement so i think this has earned china such a huge respect among 
you know, members of the global community, which has also opened the door to, you know, indirectly to economic development for China. Because everybody is saying, oh, China, well, how is China, you know, developing, you know, the economy is growing in the midst of global problems and all those things. It's because China is no enemy to any country. China, you know, pursues the path of peace, mm. not the other way around that we had, you know, that, like Professor Jam mentioned, the Western countries who were once like colonial, you know, uh, governments in most countries of the world, mm. oppressing them, oppressing them, and, you know, stealing and all. We, that is not development. That is not modernization. Mm. So China's model of modernization, you know, in the area of a huge population, you know, and the area of a common prosperity for all, mm. uh, talking about peaceful development, both in China and globally, I think these are things that stands out, uh, that stand out for China uh, in, in terms of its path to mm. the modernization that everybody is now looking at as if it's uh, a kind of, you know, magic, but it's not magic. Mm. If China really worked on it and it is achievable for any country that wants to do that. Um, Professor Sidibet, just to wind off, from this whole discussion, from this whole concept of Chinese modernization, are there any lessons perhaps for developing countries mm. from your opinion? Well, uh, yes, for developing countries, I think a, a lot of lessons, just like uh, I mentioned earlier, that China itself has become a kind of a role model now. Uh, for most of most of the developing countries of the uh, global south mm. who are aspiring to have you know a, a place in the global uh, development uh, ladder okay. now most countries now look up to china's you know uh, experience how china was able to uh, you know achieve this victory over poverty because ex most the, the most significant contribution china has made mm -hmm. uh, to, uh, to world development is in the area of poverty eradication if a country is able to you know overcome poverty and uh, lift the populace to the level of prosperity there are a lot of issues a lot of problems that we are facing now mm -hmm. especially in the global south will not be a death we're talking about uh, uh, you know crime you know security issues and all manner of things happening in the global south these will not be there mm -hmm. if we have prosperity for us so and that's why i mentioned earlier that um, it is not about the system of government mm -hmm. it's not about system of government but the people in government so i i would like to say that developing countries need to emulate uh, uh the, the the chinese leadership style okay. the leadership style not the system now but the leadership style china, i used to tell china, my chinese friend that china is blessed chinese people are blessed because they have you know good leaders with foresight leaders with foresight mm. place the people first and foremost in every program that mm. they are having so if developing countries of the world can also do this uh having leaders with foresight which uh, put people uh, the interest of the people first in everything that they do, mm. uh, it should be very, it is, uh, it is very sure that when we talk about development or modernization in developing countries of the world, mm. this is achievable and it is possible for all of them. You are in China, you can, you can see all these things we're talking about. Yeah, development is going on on a daily basis, the people first, the people first. Mm. And it is not, it is not, I don't know if if African leaders can do that. You know, mm. it makes governance even easier for them. Right. Because the people don't care who is the president. The people don't care who is the prime minister. Mm. All they care about is oh, what to eat, where mm. to live. Right. Uh, my business is going on fine. So mm. if the people are well taken care of, everybody will be fine. Mm. And this is what the Chinese 
leaders have done mm. and really a huge contribution not only to china but to global to the global community mm -hmm. because for example if if china has not done what they have done the leaders have not done that mm. can you imagine china having local problem like you know internally displaced people mm. can you imagine china having mm. security crisis china has contributed huge huge has made huge contribution mm. to global peace and and this is worthy of emulation to any country that is really serious about getting itself on the global development ladder. Thank you so much, Professor Sidibe and Professor Zhang. Um, thank you for your input. Thank you for unraveling what Chinese modernization is and what it actually means for Africa and the rest of the world. Unfortunately, that's all we have on the program. I hope to have you again you. In, uh, both in another episode of China Africa Talk. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.